the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. Bill Gates once said, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. I agree with that one. We are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you won't want to miss. It's a live show. This week, it's all about success. And this week, we'll be joined by guests Andy Crestadino, State Representative Will Gazzardi, and Charlie Harari, along with the new Playmaker Spotlight. And I'll be sharing some tips on event management. Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them at tandemhr.com or call 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. You can also email them, simplify at tandemhr.com. You could call us live with your questions at 312 642 5,600, and if you're looking for a good networking event this week, we've got one for you. Check it out. We've got a speed networking event this Tuesday. Check out all the information on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from the show. So first up on Get Down to Business is a fellow who I think we have a lot of mutual connections. That's what I keep hearing. Andy Crestadina, thanks for joining us on Get Down to Business. Glad to be here. So, Andy, uh, we have a lot of shared connections. That's probably because you're very good at what you're doing. You're you're a... Mm web marketing strategist you're a guru as uh, many people have told me mm. tell me a little bit about what you do and why people think so highly of you well i've been doing it a long time we started back in 2000 and 2001 basically i was the designer my buddy was the programmer we just built websites but it wasn't long before we realized that we really needed to do more than just build the site we had to help people with the marketing of the site at least from a knowledge perspective just passing along uh the the tricks and tips that we knew so uh I had to ramp up fast and learn search. I had to learn social media. I had to learn email marketing. I had to learn analytics. So it's been about eight years I've been teaching and writing and speaking at conferences. I wrote a book about this stuff. So it's kind of just uh, hands-on. That's uh, that's great. And on your website, uh, you write that it's both an art and a science. And mm. I think what you just summed up, saying all the different pieces, the analytics, the email marketing, the the search, everything, that sort of sums it up. That's that's what it's all about. There's so many different aspects of, of web marketing, and I guess you've sort of mastered it all. Well, that's what I love about it. I love that it's a combination of art and science. It's both creative and it's technical. You know, you've got to make something. That's a creative process. There's a lot that goes into that, just like we're doing something now, kind of creating something. But there's a, a technical piece that goes into promoting it, into measuring the results from it. So it really helps if you're kind of center-brained or, you know, you love both of those two aspects of things. So what is Orbit Media? Web design, web design company. Okay, so it's more than just you now. I know you've uh, you've started it and and you've uh, learned the ropes as you've gone, but now you've turned it into a little machine. Tell us about the company. Well, there are officially, I think, thirty eight of us. Uh, this is year uh, fourteen or fifteen. We're getting up there now. 
we have uh, a lot of different specialists. There's 13 different developers. There are seven designers. There's six project managers. There's a support team. There's strategists. We've got um, in the chief executive. We've got That's managers. a lot of people. It is. It's a lot of overhead, <laughs> but it's a lot of talent. We so you've it. learned uh, beyond uh, web and, and marketing, you've learned a lot about running a business and being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And that's another hands-on thing, right? You don't, it's, it's hard to, I don't know, I guess you can study it, but I never did. What's the uh, greatest challenge that you have? Wow. Well, first of all, it's a people industry. So you've got to, I mean, like any service industry, you just got to love people. You got to take care of everyone. You got to really care about their results. It's a huge, huge piece of it. But, uh, but then, I mean, there's, uh, there's everything else. There's all the, uh, the new business challenges that come with the service industry, right? You got to keep clients coming in. You got to do the marketing side and then you got to do the delivery. You got to, you know, there's so many different technical challenges. Can't forget the delivery. So you can big. focus so much on attracting the clients, but you actually have to perform a service, don't you? Well, if you don't, then you're not going to attract the next client because uh, like, like everything else, uh, it's all based on referrals. It sure is. So what is your degree in? Mandarin. I studied Chinese, which is totally unrelated. Uh, Mandarin, that I'm sure serves you very, very well right now. I, if, do you speak any? We could try it out. No, I don't. But Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of our callers can let us know if you speak Mandarin and you could totally confuse us. 312-642-5600. So uh, I, think, uh, I think probably that degree in Mandarin probably has been interesting in, in probably helping you uh, teach a little bit. Well, two things, right. First of all, that's communication, and it's all about communication. But I also learned to become a teacher because I was studying. I didn't know what I would do with it, so I got a certificate to teach. So that was, I was learning curriculum development and lesson plans, and everything's based on a learning objective. Really the best market, and I use it all the time, because great marketing is great teaching. And uh, with Orbit Media, you're, you're frequently uh, not just practicing and, and uh, performing services for your clients, but you're actually uh, educating uh, people. You have a newsletter, of course, uh, before the end mm-hmm. of the segment, we'll make sure people can get a hold of you. But you've actually written a book, mm-hmm. I believe. You've got to do that. You've got to really put yourself out there. You'll never be a thought leader unless you publish the things that you know. And here's a mistake that a lot of people make. They, they're experts, right? So many listeners, so many people you know. I mean, everyone's an expert in something. But they don't really ever put that info out there. So they never really get to be a thought leader or take a position or attract an audience because you know, all their great advice is just sitting there in their sent mail folder in their outbox, and then just never put it on their website. They never publish it. And probably the the reason that you've made it onto the uh, Tech 50 from Crane's Chicago Business, the top 100 digital marketing ex- experts in AdSpring, and the top 100 content marketing thought leaders on an- analytics is probably because you you do all these things, which is important. So uh, Andy Crestina of Orbit Media, uh, you've uh, taught us a lot so far, but what is the one bit of advice and information that if our listeners can take something away from this show today that you would recommend that they implement tomorrow morning, Monday morning when they come into the office? Sure. It's empathy. Here's, here's my best piece of advice. Pretend that you don't know anything about the business, anything about the company. Just look at the site with fresh eyes like a newborn baby and visiting your own website. Go through the buyer journey completely. Don't even start at your site. Start at Google. Imagine that you're a prospect looking for that service and just go through the whole thing. Go through from, from, the, from the first thing you type into Google to the thank you page after the lead generation form. And just look, man, you'll find all kinds of friction. You'll find all kinds of confusion, mixed messages. So really, if you just take a, you know, it, empathy wins. Just look at it all with fresh eyes and uh, a completely empathetic perspective and you'll learn a lot. That makes a lot of sense. How important is asking for advice? Well, there are people who have learned everything you're trying to learn the hard way. So you've got to get out there. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to find people that have dealt with the things you've done and then 
slowly bring them into your network, build their trust, uh, and uh, and hopefully uh, bend their ear and learn a bit. Andy, what groups are you involved in uh, that uh, that you network with that you ask people for advice in that you can recommend to our listeners? Oh, boy, I've been in every different kind of group. You mentioned speed networking. I've done that. I've done the leads exchange groups. I've done chambers of commerce. I've done Vistage and CEO peer exchange groups. Uh, right now, I'm in the Illinois Technology Association, and those events are great. I'm a huge advocate of face-to-face events. Uh, I meet a lot of peers uh, and learn a lot of marketing from the big conferences, social media marketing world, content marketing world. I travel around to these. Uh, and then I'm also in the Economic Club of Chicago, which is uh, amazing networking, and there's brilliant people there. I'm just starting to kind of tap some of the knowledge there, but uh, really excited about it. We've talked a lot about business networking and the and the tools that uh, that you provide for businesses that are uh, putting up a site, and and you talked about the process that you recommend for our listeners and sort of starting from scratch. That empathy, looking from this, looking at a site, looking at the web presence from start to finish. What about for our listeners that might be uh, searching for their opportunity, a college student perhaps that's that's looking for looking to get into web content marketing and so on. Is it a good field to be in? Oh, it's a great field. There's something for everybody in this field. It's growing fast. A ton of opportunity. That's great. And uh, you mentioned that your uh, your company has grown. You now have, uh, I believe, close to 30 people, which is, uh, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Chicago a good space to run a business like, like Orbit Media? It is. I mean, and, and your listeners are paying close attention to this, and, and we all worry about the long-term economic environment here with uh, kind of the, the, the state of the, the government paying its bills. <laughs> we're, uh, all, we're all worried about it. But I got to say, it really is. It really is a great place to do these things because it's a hugely just diverse economy, right? There's every industry here. Uh, there are brilliant people in every field. You know, Chicago is a fantastic place to do all kinds of things. And uh, I think in the long run, we're going to do really well. I think so, too. And a lot of it has to do with the people, really, the people. really good people. And as you said, the diversity, which is great. And uh, tax environment aside, which I know we could do mm. a little bit of work on or maybe a lot mm. of bit of work. Uh, we'll talk with uh, State Representative mm. Will Gazzardi in just a few minutes. Uh, but it, it really is about the people and the network and the relationships that you can build. So, Andy Crestadino, thanks for joining us on Get Down to Business. You've mentioned a lot of good tips, tools. I know a lot of that's available on your website, mm-hmm. in your newsletter. How can people get a hold of you? Orbitmedia.com. You'll find the blog there. The newsletter is just every other week, so we're not going to bomb your inbox. Uh, you can find me on any of the social media networks, just Andy Crestodina, spelled like it sounds. Uh, find me online and uh, feel free to ask me anything. Fantastic. Orbitmedia.com. Andy, great advice. We'll be sure to follow your progress and uh, check back in with you. Uh, Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR, your solution center. I check out their website all the time for new tips, advice, and information. TandemHR.com or call 630-928-0510. Get Down to Business is also brought to you in part by Everett Wealth Solutions, a registered investment advisor and financial planning firm, a fiduciary advisor that helps you create your personal wealth. You can find them at EverettWealthSolutions.com or call 708-771-7777. Coming up, we're going to check in with executive business coach and award-winning Vistage chair, Dick Smith. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Get on my website, ShalomKlein.com, where you can find that information about this Tuesday's speed networking event and download podcasts from the show. It's time for the Playmaker Spotlight with executive coach and Vistage chair, Dick Smith. Well, welcome once again to the Playmaker Spotlight, the part of Get Down to Business, where we speak to CEOs, business owners, and share their stories and best practices with you, our listeners. Playmakers is brought to you in part by Vistage, the world's largest CEO advisory board organization, 
I'm your host, Dick Smith, the CEO Business Coach, and I'm an award-winning chair for Vistage International, come to think of it. A little plug for myself. Hey, I'm thrilled tonight to have us our guest on a program, uh, a guy whose restaurant I know pretty well because I've been in his Westmont restaurant a number of times enjoying the facilities. Uh, Scott Ward, he's president of TAP House Grills Management Group. That's TAP House Grills Management Group, headquartered in Palatine. And uh, let me read a little something from their website. Made from scratch, addictive food, creative brews, and great times. I like that. The dreams of delicious food and experience. Uh, exceptional beer, excuse me, became a reality in November 2006 when the first Tap House Grill opened in St. Charles, Illinois. Tap House Grill currently operates a number of locations in suburban Chicagoland, and I'll let Scott uh, point out where they're at. Uh, Scott Ward, president of Tap House Management Grills, welcome to Playmaker, Scott. Thanks for having me, Dick. Hey, uh, what is Tap House Grills management story, the CNN version? How did you guys get started? Why? I know you, you came from a number of Great uh, organizations. Uh, Bar Louie, I think you were. Correct. I was the uh, chief operating officer with uh, Bar Louie. Uh, mm-hmm. Took that brand from uh, one location back in uh, 1998. We grew it to 50. Sold it to uh, Sun Capital Group. Uh, my partner, Mark Zick, uh, was a regional manager. Opened uh, 20, 30 stores with me wow. throughout the United States. And uh, during our tenure, we, we I saw an end to uh, my life with uh, Bar Louie mm-hmm. and um, saw the boom in the uh, craft beer, and I wanted to take something similarly situated and kind of do our own thing, grabbed him one day and say, hey, I want to hatch a plan. That was in uh, 2005, and then in 2006 uh, became a reality. Good for you. And you, how many restaurants do you currently operate in the Chicagoland area? We uh, operate seven locations. Uh, most recently, we opened up the uh, Palatine location, mm-hmm. 10,000 square feet. We put our our uh, office in there, uh, so yeah. I'm right next to it, so we can do uh, a lot of R&D in the, in the kitchen and in, uh, behind the bar. Stores in uh, Des Plaines, Lamont, Westmont, uh, mm-hmm. our number three location, as we go, Plainfield, uh, St. Charles. Good. And, uh, of course, many of our listeners probably have in, in, enjoyed dining in one of your establishments, but uh, those are the cities you're currently in. Tell us about, is there a new one that's uh, underway? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a brewery in um, Lincolnshire, the old Flatlanders location ah. at Half Day in uh, Milwaukee. It's going to be called Half Day Brewing Company. Um, we're going to keep it separate from the um, Tap House brand, uh, brew our own beer, and then supply the half day beer uh, two or three lines to uh, all the locations as we begin to uh, franchise you know, throughout the Midwest and the United States. We'll be able to um, have uh, our half day beer you know, delivered throughout the United uh, the United States at those locations. Terrific! Yeah. I, know, I know a lot of our North Siders know that location where Flatlanders was. So that's great. Uh, when does that open? Uh, Halloweenish, November. We just submitted the uh, plans uh, yesterday. Gotcha. So. Uh, Construction will start uh, in August. Good for you. Now, I also understand in talking to you that uh, you've had so much success, you guys are actually thinking about going into franchising? Yes. Uh, I, I did franchising with Bar Louie, and uh, they were uh, that helped them sell that uh, brand mm-hmm. uh, in uh, 2010. Um, we reached out to a company called uh, iFranchise Group. They're out of Homewood. They're one of the largest, most successful franchise Groups in the United States mm-hmm. uh, got a deal uh, with them. Also hired on a company called uh, Franchise Dynamics. They're going to help sell us sell the locations uh, nationally. We're going to we're registered in the four, four midwestern states, 
Um, so which states will you be uh, franchising? Initially, she's going to start in Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, mm-hmm. and Indiana. Mm-hmm. Keep it within a three, four-hour drive so we have uh, kind of control mm-hmm. uh, over the uh, growth. And as we learn the uh, franchising end of it, and then uh, we'll go in concentric circles after that. Gotcha. So uh, how do you differentiate your great restaurants? Uh, obviously, the experience, the products, the services, um, uh, the, the, the food. I, I think the Westmont location, which is the only one I've been to, is a great example. I, I like going there. It's great, great atmosphere. Tell me, uh, what is it about your restaurant that would you hope draw the right kind of person? And who is that person you're looking to draw? Uh, well, we'll start with it's the, it's the food, mm-hmm. um, addictive food. Uh, mm-hmm. We've created this kind of goofy culture people are fanatics about our drunken shrimp Uh Uh, they're fanatics about our deep fried bacon um and everything's from scratch and with a kind of a craft beer you know twist to it so we'll Mm -hmm. add uh uh, different beers to the uh, recipes and and that's where it's that's where it starts Uh, there's obviously a lot of moving parts in restaurant business you know as you know you know with the service uh, all our staff is cicerone level one trained so they know the knowledge and they become fanatics about the beer, mm. and it creates this kind of uh, crazy uh, culture of uh, of beer and uh, food. And it's it's been very successful, you know, for us. Yeah, it's great when you can sit down and take the waitresses or waiters' word for what's good, and and they're very knowledgeable. And it's not just yeah, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, they've taught me a lot about you right? know. And I thought I knew a lot about beer, and yeah. they're telling me new things about beer. Great. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Get Down to Business Playmaker Spotlight, which is brought to you in part by Vistage International, the world's largest CEO and business owner, private advisory board organization. And we're talking to Scott Ward, president of Tap House Grills Management Group. So um, how would you describe your company culture at Tap House Grills? Uh, at the management and the employee level, it's uh, about con- accountability at all levels mm. and creativity. Uh, try to hire good people, train them, give them the tools to do the job, and get the heck out of their way. Good Let them do the job. Good for you. So they have a, you're, you're looking for people, I would guess, with a mission of service that really enjoys serving people and making them feel happy and a welcome? Passion. They, they, passion. We want people to have a passion for uh, beer and food, and then we can give them the tools and, and teach them how to do the job. Is it hard to find those people or Abs- are they knocking on your door? Absolutely difficult, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, um, especially as the economy is starting to improve. Um, the talent levels are uh, are shrinking out there, and uh, we've, even, we've even hired on a company called uh, McQuaig, and we're going through personality profiling testing uh-huh. to kind of help us quickly uh, gain proper, line up proper uh, people to, uh, to bring on to our company. Sure. So uh, you're actually doing some behavioral testing. To find what, what, what are you looking for in that regard? I mean, uh, the DISC profile, D-I-S-C, right. which is, you know, one of the profiling vehicles a lot of people Most know. of them are A- A1, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like myself. Um, uh, energetic, uh, creative, uh-huh. um, I, I, you know, be able to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, entertaining? Absolutely yeah. entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they'd be engaged, you know, mm-hmm. the managers, the, the employees, and we have to engage with our our customers. Mm-hmm. And so where are you finding these people? Are you uh, typically just putting the ads in career builders and whatever? Do you have we a actually, way? We use a company called Zippy, oh. um, and they um, use all the different, uh, they pull from all the different uh, websites out there, whether it's a Craigslist or local ads, and then they funnel the uh, the people to us, and then we'll do the, the, the testing and do the interviews. So mm-hmm. that's kind of helped speed things up a little bit. Gotcha. 
So uh, restaurant industry, like anyone else, um, you're always looking at change. You're probably a change agent yourself. Where is the restaurant industry going? You consider yourself casual dining. Is that the category in which you're Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We are uh, We are casual dining. Um, uh, beer, craft beer now is what I, I remember as wine of the 90s when mm-hmm. I ran the saloon steakhouse. Um, I don't see that stopping. Um, it might, I see it plateauing in the, in the next five to ten years, but with all the you know, we're opening up a brewery. Breweries are opening up all over the United States at an, at an alarming rate. I don't see that stopping. The mm-hmm. Food Network now, and, and people are so into uh, uh, food now. Um, I think the restaurant industry continue to grow. Our segment's going to continue to grow. But you have to change, adapt, or die. And it's, it's an always evolving. We change our menu twice a year and try to come up with new things. And I love watching Guy Fieri and getting ideas from his TV shows and stuff because that's what people love. Good for you. So where are you guys three to five years from now? How many stores? How many franchise operations? What's your vision? Do you, do you have one at this <laughs> yes, point? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, organically, we'll, we'll do a couple more uh, tap house grills uh, in, the, in the Chicago landmark. We'll probably seat a couple uh, states as we do the franchise in our franchise franchise dynamics, you know their roadmap for us is a hundred units sold after five years. Wow! You know, so there's a lot of infrastructure, you know, between uh, now and then. Sure. Uh, Mark and I are looking at doing a couple other brands. You know, I, you know, because you know there's going to be an end game. 57 now, you know, to move on. So That sounds exciting. I I wish we had more time to talk about that end game and where things are going. But, hey, uh, we're just about out of time. I want to thank Scott Ward, the president of Tap House Grills Management, for being with us today. And to get a hold of you, your website, uh, www.taphousegrills.com. Is that the best way? absolutely. Okay, terrific. Scott, thanks again for being with us. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. This has been the Playmaker segment of the Get Down to Business radio show. I'm your host, Dick Smith. Once again, award-winning chair for Vistage International and CEO business coach. You can find me on LinkedIn or email me at dick.smith at vistagechair.com. Stay tuned now for more of my friend Shalom Klein. You are listening to the show that's all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. And one of the reasons putting on this show every week is so much fun is because I get to talk to some pretty amazing people like our next guest, State Representative Will Gazzardi, uh, who represents the 39th district in the Illinois legislature. Uh, before being elected in 2014, Will worked as a reporter for Huffington Post, and he uh, shone a light on the often unseen and underappreciated work of nonprofit groups and community organizations, sits on the Economic Development and Housing Committee, the, the uh, elementary uh, secondary education, uh, works with special needs. In other words, Will Gazzardi is my hero. Will, with that in mind, welcome to Get Down to Business. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on today. Thanks for joining us. So, uh, you know, is there? Uh, let's start with the million-dollar question, and then we could sort of work our way backwards. Is there any hope for a budget in Springfield, Illinois? Well, um, we're at an impasse right now. There's no two ways about it, and it's a very frustrating time. Um, so there's a couple of interesting tidbits, one of which is that despite our not having passed the budget, uh, they say that we're spending about 90%, we're funding about 90% of the programs that we ordinarily be funding. The state is required to spend money on a lot of programs due to federal court orders and other sort of uh, legal proceedings that require us to pay out to these programs. So a lot of programs are getting funded anyway, and, you know, the governor signed our um, K-12 through education budget, so the schools will open on time. Um, that being said, 
a lot of programs that are crucially important for people in need, senior citizens, children with disabilities. A lot of those programs still aren't getting the funding that they need, and it's imperative that we reach a, a resolution to this crisis. Absolutely. Uh, the rumor right now, Representative Gazzardi, is that uh, the there's talk that there may not be a budget passed for many months, and there may be a work uh, ongoing right now to pass a two-year budget instead. Have you uh, have you heard that? And uh, do you think that that is a realistic possibility? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard that floating around. I, look, I think that um, passing two-year budgets would be a much better way of, of doing our business in general. Um, having to try to plan uh, every year with the uncertainty of what next year's budget is going to look like has been a tremendous headache for schools and nonprofits and every agency that relies on government services. So uh, I think the, the more long-term planning we can do, the better – um, I certainly think it's likely that we will be weeks, if not months, without uh, a resolution to this budget issue. And, and frankly, uh, it's the result of, of politics being played on both sides, you know, um, that uh, I think both sides have decided that it's more important to turn this into an election issue, a campaign issue, than it is to, uh, to actually get this done. We are speaking with State Representative Will Gazzardi, who is telling us about the uh, state budget situation in Springfield uh, Will, you have been a passionate advocate on a number of issues, but uh, certainly on criminal justice. And uh, as a representative of the 39th District, you are uh, very focused on obviously supporting the uh, the folks, the businesses, the residents in your district. Tell us a little bit about the district and why you're so passionate about the issues uh, in Springfield. Yeah, um, so my district is on the northwest side of Chicago. Uh, it includes Logan Square, Belmont Cragen, and Portage Park, um, parts of Avondale and Hermosa as well. Uh, it's a really amazing neighborhood. I live here in Logan Square. I love this community. And um, I think people have an impression of Logan Square that it is a uh, correct impression to a certain extent that it is uh, gentrifying, that it is up and coming, that there are uh, you know new restaurants and bars opening here all the time, all of which is true. Um, but, you know, I've a lot of what that sort of overlooks is the fact that our community is still majority low-income, majority Latino, and there are a lot of families in my neighborhood uh, who really need the services that government provides. So that's why I'm so passionate about making sure that we have quality public schools for every child that not don't just serve the select few, but serve every child in our city. So I'm so passionate about making sure that we fully fund our human service agencies because the folks in my community rely on home care for the seniors and disabled folks in our neighborhood. They rely on child care if they're single parents working. So these services are vital to my constituents and to folks all around the city and all across the state. So uh, I'm proud to be advocating for them down in Springfield. Uh, Will, many of our listeners are small business owners, as a uh, as a personal uh, mention. So uh, Will and I got together a few weeks ago, and instead of meeting at one of the bigger coffee shops, we actually uh, met up at a uh, at a small coffee shop. Will, are there a lot of small businesses and uh, mom and pop operations in Logan Square? Yeah, that's what's so great about it is that a lot of these uh, exciting new businesses that are opening up in our community are small businesses, and um, and so one of the things that's really important to me is to continue to encourage that kind of growth in a way that's uh, holistic for the community. You know, and that um, that everybody in our neighborhood has that kind of opportunity, you know? So I, I'm a big supporter of 
streamlining our regulations, our regulatory enterprise as a state. You know, I think that uh, we have a lot of regulations that are designed for big businesses that don't really work for small businesses, and that can be really burdensome for small business owners. So, uh, and I'm, those I'm are really things that can be done it. without a state budget, which is uh, which is the fun <laughs> part. So, uh, Representative Will Gazzardi, thanks for joining us and get down to business. We are out of time. How can people? Uh, do you have a website that we can send uh, our listeners to? Yeah, please. Uh, it's willgazardi.com, G-U-Z-Z-A-R-D-I. Thank you for having me on the program, Sean. Thanks, Will. We'll be in touch soon. Uh, next yep. up on the program, we're going to be talking with a prolific speaker, Charlie Harari, who's going to tell us a little bit about success, motivation, and his story in business. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show that's all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We're powered by Tandem HR. Check them out, tandemhr.com. Until then, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Get Down to Business. His website says unlocking greatness and inspiring action. And I know firsthand that that is exactly what Charlie Harari does. Charlie Harari is a prolific speaker, as I mentioned, travels. His website says around the country, but I know it's around the world. Charlie, welcome to Get Down to Business. Thank you. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Of course, Charlie. So uh, you mentioned on your website unlocking greatness and inspiring action. That is, I believe, what every entrepreneur sets out to do. But uh, you uh, help make that happen. Tell us, uh, tell us what you see in successful people. Is there a recipe for success that, that our listeners might be able to put into action tomorrow morning when they get into their office? Well, I think that's, that's the million-dollar question. Um, what is the recipe for success? I think there's a lot of recipes. I think um, as long as you're following a certain amount of steps, there's a lot of ways to go from ingredients to actually food that you can eat. Um, but it really does start with a vision. I don't think an entrepreneur, there is an entrepreneur out there that doesn't have a vision that sees what they want, or at least that sees what the next horizon is, and believes that they can get there. I remember I was reading a whole piece the other day about, about a venture capitalist who says he never invests in an entrepreneur that doesn't believe he's going to be successful more than everybody else does. And I think initially there's the belief in going somewhere. There's the knowledge that you can get there. And then I think the last piece is that an entrepreneur needs to have this relentless drive to even though he's going to fail or she's going to fail and fail and hit a wall and a wall and a wall. It's, you know, there's just something inside them that just keeps on pushing when everyone's sure. giving up. That's, That's for sure. We, we all, uh, we, all of us in business, we all hear the success stories. You look at an Apple, you look at a Facebook, but behind every one of those successes, there is a story. There's a person behind it. There's, I, I love profiling those stories on, uh, on our program every week. We, uh, we get to meet so many entrepreneurs, people that have gone through the motions, people that have uh, failed, and many of us have failed along the way. So, Charlie Harari, what's your story? You, uh, you're a lawyer. You, uh, you now travel the world. How did that come about? Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer anymore. I, I run a company that's called H3 and Co. We do um, advisory. We do investments in other, in other startups. Um, I spend a lot of time educating entrepreneurs. I teach in business school entrepreneurship because I think that's that's what you're doing is great because that's the point. It's sharing stories, it's learning together, it's trying to help each other um, get better every single day. And that's sort of a little bit whatever my story is. Is that you know wherever you are in life, you got to sort of see something new. I wanted to get more involved in certain areas in business, and you know it requires sort of jumping off the ledge a little bit and then having a lot of faith in, in the man upstairs and just keep on pushing until you get it. What do you think the greatest challenge that uh, many of the uh, you mentioned students you mentioned business students uh, that 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 students face in in getting that motivation that inspiration to take their ideas and turn it into a reality? Clarity. 
many students do not have clarity. You don't see our education system is great for a lot of things, but it's not great for figuring out who we are. It's great for sort of giving us information and figuring out how to take information and you know teach it to lots and lots of kids for as cheap as possible. But in terms of the ability for people to have self-reflection, so who I am, what I'm good at, what I like, it, it's lacking. And so you see, you see students all the time, college and adults, and they really don't know what they want. And so when you're not really clear what you want, when you're not really clear who you are, you're just chasing the latest story on Forbes magazine, the latest idea, the latest guy in Shark Tank. You're just sort of running around in a circle, not really being you. And I think the lack of clarity that people have as to what I need to do or where I need to go, ultimately, that's where they lose that motivation because when the going gets tough, they go, eh, I don't think I even wanted it in the first place. <laughs> so true. Uh, listeners of Get Down to Business, take take heed. I, I tell this to uh, to friends and colleagues all the time. You can't expect people to know how they can help you. You have to be clear. You have to articulate who you are, what you do, and, and, and who you want to talk to. Whether you're looking for a job or you're running a business and you're trying to grow that business, be clear. Students, I think, are, are probably the, uh, the, the biggest uh, victim of that lack of clarity. So, Charlie, you travel all over the place. Where's, where's your favorite place to visit? Uh, I'd say Chicago because that's right now you guys are. are, are <laughs> I love Chicago. I got to tell you, it's really the truth. Uh, well, not, I mean, there's a lot of great places. But I just, it's the people more than the place. I mean, we're really blessed with, I mean, there are great people out there. Of course, Israel is, is always a favorite to, to go to, but LA, Chicago, man, I mean, wherever it is, I think that when you get to meet great people, um, you know, you, you're always in a good spot, no matter where, whether you're in some, you know, little hotel somewhere or you're looking over some coast. Join your view. That's for sure. And uh, Charlie, you speak all over the place. Um, tell us about some of your upcoming uh, engagements and programs that you're involved in, as well as how people can learn more about the work that you do, find out more of your clips and, and other words of advice. Um, well, you can always go to charlieharry.com and get a whole bunch of things going there. We've got the Ask Charlie Show, it's a short video show that comes out every week. We've got a podcast on iTunes called Unlocking Greatness. Um, I don't think we reached, I don't think 770 reaches to. to to you guys, but we've got a show every Saturday night. Um, and we've got an online show as well, a business show called The Boardroom. But, you know, if you come to the website, we'd love to uh, hear from you and figure out ways that we can be helpful together, which is what we're here for. Um, and I'll be around in a couple places. I'm actually going to be in Chicago speaking for an organization called Ornava on the 1st, September 1st. I'll be in Chicago. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great what you're doing. And and, uh, and you know, keep on doing doing what you're doing. Thanks, Charlie. CharlieHarari.com. Uh, Charlie, we appreciate you joining us on the show. We'll have you back on. Would love to uh, share your tips, advice, and information with our Chicago listeners. And uh, Charlie will be in town over the next few weeks. Check out uh, his podcast, all of his information, CharlieHarari.com. Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR, your solution center. Find them at TandemHR.com. I check out their website all the time. Or you can call them 630-928-0510. You can also email them. Simplify at tandemhr.com. Get Down to Business is also brought to you in part by our good friends at Everett Wealth Solutions, a registered investment advisor and financial planning firm, a fiduciary advisor that helps you create your personal wealth. You can find them at everettwealthsolutions.com. And coming up, I've got some tips for you small business owners and entrepreneurs on how to plan successful events. Uh, Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show that's all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can download all my podcasts at ShalomKlein.com, and we'll uh, be posting some information about upcoming events, including this Tuesday's speed networking event in Skokie. Check it out, ShalomKlein.com. Don't touch that dial.
Find out about all of my events at ShalomKlein.com. And now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Event planning for small business is a big business for party planners because doing the work yourself can be a pain. But if you're planning to get together for your own small business, preparing in three stages, the before, during, and after, can make it a lot more manageable. So why even have a business event? Whether it's for networking, celebrating an anniversary, or launching a new brand, service, or product, the party itself will probably be different based on the goal. The type of event will also dictate where you have it, who you invite. It can even have a lot to do with how much you spend. Everybody wants a party to be enjoyable and memorable when it's centered on a business. Most people want to meet a goal, too. So what's the reason behind the main event? What do you want your guests to do or experience? How can the follow-up be good for your business? Let's talk about some of those tips on reaching those goals. Have a business plan. Planning a party involves using resources and staff, even if it's a one-man operation. So drawing up a formal plan and budget can get the ball rolling before the bills and hours start piling up. Thinking about the original idea, why you want to host an event, and who you had in mind to invite can shape the where. Uh, you can plan networking events. Uh, they could take place anywhere. Many use a cocktail hour or coffee and dessert format to bring people together. You Setting a budget will help prioritize the guest list and make decisions about the next stages of planning. Be inviting, whether you have a really clear idea of what kind of event you're having or not. You can usually start creating buzz by making the upcoming party look really inviting. So people will want to be there and will RSVP, yes. Use social media, Twitter, Facebook, your company website, personal blog to get people talking. Make the RSVP process as easy as possible. Reflect the business. Whether or not your small business has brand style and theme, you could also convey those in the type of event you plan. If hosting an event and inviting a lot of new guests or people in the community using obscure or overly designed promotional literature, emails, or website graphics may look great, but won't go so far as showing the public what it is you really excel at. So choose a site for an event, and there's a lot of great tools that are out there. Budget and barter. Even the best business soiree can bring little return on the investment, so deciding how much you can afford to lose, though not something to really celebrate, can keep all the parting and paying in perspective. Budget a set amount and stick with it. Partnering with other small and even large businesses can be a big payoff, when the party, whether the party is a success or not. If you have services to offer, a catering company or a local liquor store, maybe in the way of editing their websites, printing flyers, free haircuts, whatever the case may be, find ways to partner and be the life of a party. Your small business is often your baby, and having a vested interest as well as an emotional connection to what you do shows. Make sure you put yourself into it all the way. I know planning the event won't be easy, but you have to be the host of the party. You have to be the life of the party. You have to be the one that when people walk in, you're greeting everybody. Don't leave that to anybody else. That is where your responsibility comes in. Now it's time for your networking tip of the week. Don't maximize current billable hours at the expense of networking. Networking now maximizes future growth, opportunities, and revenue. I talked to so many people about that. I know it's important, obviously, to service your clients, and we've talked about that earlier in the program, but make sure you're setting aside time to network. My recipe for success is two events a week. Make sure you find two events a week to put on your calendar weeks or months in advance. Make sure that client meetings are not scheduled during that time. You could get on my website, shalomkline.com, and that's where you can find out information about this Tuesday's speed networking event. It's going to be fantastic. I mentioned it a few times already. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. We're going to have a great crowd. We want you to register. If you fill out a profile, you will be able to uh, pick what sort of people you're going to be meeting at the event. It's highly structured. 
very, very, very beneficial and productive networking event. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's also where you can download podcasts from Get Down to Business and find out who is going to be on this show next Sunday at 6 p.m. This week, we had a great lineup of guests. We had Andy Crestadina talking to us about web content and marketing. We had State Representative Will Gassardi talking about talking to us about what's going on in Springfield. And prolific speaker Charlie Harari shared his tips about clarity for uh, students and really for all entrepreneurs and business people. It's all alike. Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR. Check them out, tandemhr.com. Talk to our friend Bruce Leon, their president and CEO. He's an amazing guy. Check them out, tandemhr.com. To success, let's get down to business. Next week, we've got a great lineup. Tune in Sunday at 6 p.m. to the show that's all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurs. For the past 100... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.